Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Let's get back to BetQL's You Better You Bet Countdown to Kickoff with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley, presented by BetMGM. Actives and inactives coming up 20 minutes from now. All the fantasy and betting impact by Royal Prop King in 40 minutes. Best bets in an hour and 20 minutes from now. Side and total for every game. But for now, we hit you with the line movement for every single game on the board. In the last segment, we touched on the Chiefs and the Jaguars from Jacksonville. The Cowboys and the Jets from Dallas. Ken, what about the Falcons and the Packers in Atlanta uh, with two big pieces of injury news? Like, we knew about this on Friday, but kind of confirmed overnight by, like, the uh, the cavalcade of NFL insiders all tweeting it at the same time. God bless them. I'd do the same thing. Uh, Christian Watson, Green Bay's number one wide receiver, will miss his second straight game to start the season with a hamstring injury. And the Packers also going to be without star running back Aaron Jones, which means it'll be the A.J. Dillon show at running back for Green Bay. Uh, what's happening right now with Atlanta and Green Bay in Atlanta? The initial kind of point spread and movement in this game very early in the week, like Sunday, Monday, when the games were being played during week one, was toward the Packers. Uh, this game opened about a pick, and the Packers became about one-point favorites on Monday morning. We actually did the show from Vegas. I can't believe we were in Vegas during this NFL week. It sounds so weird to say out loud. But uh, on Monday, we did the show, and it was like Packers' small favorite. Okay, this is going to hang out here. And then obviously the really negative injury news starts for Green Bay. I don't think we really thought Christian Watson would be back, but we thought it was possible. Aaron Jones not practicing and then not playing in the game. Those two things in combination have caused a lot of line movement towards Atlanta. So I mentioned this open to pick. The Packers were small favorites on Monday. Atlanta is now out to two and a half and actually now three in several places and not three where you have to pay a lot for Green Bay, like three minus 110. Um, That is a really really significant line move in a game with a total of 40 by the way so not a lot of points expected and now the falcons installed as like the legit three point favorites in a lot of places uh i would say probably the most significant line move we've had uh in any game so far short of like the kelsey chris jones news at the start of the week so i normally not like we move on to the next game because you've talked to us about line movement but like this is one where if you want to bet Green Bay now, you can bet Green Bay plus three. So I will ask you this question, and best bets coming up to close the show. Does this movement, even without Watson and Aaron Jones, make you at least think about placing a bet on the Packers plus three on the road in Atlanta? 
Well, sure, you have to at least think about it. Uh, anytime you have like an injury reaction, a lot of times what happens in all sports is lines will move on injury news and then lines will kind of keep moving on injury news and keep moving and keep moving. And they usually generally pass the point you know, where, where they should have gone. There's almost like an overreaction at the end because everyone starts playing on the same thing and everyone sort of gets hyped up about a team going to be without some of their players. We see this with quarterback news all the time in the NFL, star players in the NBA, you see the same dynamics. And like, it's correct that the numbers should move. It's like rarely correct how much it does. It almost always overshoots the mark. So you're, you're really, I think your only decision now on three is whether to bet the Packers or not. I didn't love the Packers in this game anyway, and I was pretty much pretty convinced I was not going to bet it. I thought there was not a big difference between the teams when they were fully healthy. I, I think this is close enough that I probably wouldn't play the game. But yeah, my advice to people is, like, if you're showing up to bet Atlanta because Aaron Jones and Christian Watson are out, that has been either baked in fully into the point spread in the market or even overreacted to in the point spread in the market. The time to bet Atlanta is probably done. I think your two choices now are don't bet the game or bet the Packers plus three. And think about it, like on, on Friday when Ken and I are doing like our picks at the end of the show, like we basically knew Aaron Jones and Christian Watson were going to be out then. So to wake up like on Sunday morning when the Lions already moved like close to three here, just like just think about it from, from that perspective. All right, let's go to the Lions and the Seahawks, Ken, in Detroit, which I'm hoping does not win the uh, You Better You Bet Memorial. Here's how we're wrong. Bet in line movement of the day. What can you tell us here? Detroit and Seattle, uh, Motown, the host of the game. There are two like really interesting things that are running into each other in the point spread in this market. So the first are a lot of things that are pro Detroit. It's one of the reasons why the line opened as big as it did uh, and why the initial line movement was toward Detroit. So Detroit opened about a five and a half point favorite. Obviously they won Thursday night week one against the Kansas City Chiefs. We all watched that game, the opening night game. Lions win that. And the Seahawks give you one of the poorest week one performances versus expectation that you could possibly imagine short of the New York Giants. Like, good thing the Giants lost 40 to nothing, because otherwise all we'd be doing is talking about how bad Seattle was in their game. Okay, so you're like, all right, maybe an overreaction, except there are so many things that are actually pro-Detroit in this game. So on, on one hand, you have this, are we overreacting? Is Seattle actually not that bad? Is Detroit actually not that good? That's pulling the line down. On the other hand, you have all of these things in this exact game that are very unique to Detroit and in their favor. One, they have extra rest and Seattle doesn't. Seattle's flying across the country. Detroit played Thursday and is now playing a Sunday home game. Number two, Detroit's home field advantage in this game and how you value it. This is gonna be one of the most bananas home field environments you can possibly imagine. Sold out the tickets, sold out standing room only. Absolutely nuts. This is basically the most excited the city of Detroit has probably been for a home, especially a regular season home game in forever. That's going to be worth something to the point spread. Even if it's not a lot, it's got to be worth something. And one of the main reasons it's worth something is point number three, which is that Seattle will be about both offensive tackles in this game and be starting backups at the two tackle positions against Aiden Hutchinson and the Detroit defensive line. So, like, picture this in your head. It's like the first snap of the game for Seattle on their first offensive series. Geno Smith comes to the line. You have two backup tackles and 130 decibels and Aiden Hutchinson on the opposite side. Is it crazy to think that's going to go bad? that it's not gonna go great for the Seattle So you have these two really interesting things. I think you have a lot of factors in this game unique to this exact, like the game being played today that are pro Detroit, but you also have this idea that this was never gonna be the point spread, four and a half entering the season. Detroit gave you a really good game. Seattle, Seattle gave you a really bad game. So it's that push and pull between like really liking Detroit for good reasons and just like, man, but maybe we're overreacting and maybe they're not that bad. And maybe Detroit's actually not that good. Like those things are kind of running into each other here. You better, you better, with Nick and Ken, countdown to kickoff week two NFL Sunday, bringing you the line movement for every single game on the board. Ken, 
Let's go to Houston and Indianapolis. Um, a battle of the second and fourth overall picks in the draft at the quarterback position. C.J. Stroud for Houston. Anthony Richardson for Indianapolis. Stroud was added to the injury report on Friday. Was questionable, but uh, he's gonna he's gonna start in this game. Go through warmups, and we expect that news to be confirmed in a couple minutes. Here, all the insiders tweeting overnight. Stroud is going to play, but bad news for Houston. Otherwise, the offensive line coming into the year battered and bruised. Laramie Tunsil now one of the two or three best left tackles in football. Not gonna play in this game. Both of Houston starting. Safeties are also out in this game. Uh, with all that said here, Ken, what do we have now with the Colts and the Texans in Houston? Right. Yeah, t- tell me the injuries, and and we can probably predict which way the point spread is going to move, although not very strongly, it's worth noting. This has been a very small point spread game literally the entire week. Even when Stroud gets added to the injury report on Friday, it's worth noting uh, Davis Mills, the backup quarterback for Houston. People remember him quarterbacking them to a very bad record last season. Uh, but Stroud to Mills, not viewed as a big drop-off in the betting market. Stroud gets added to the injury report, and there's basically no movement whatsoever, the implication being these are pretty two, two pretty like quantities. They're both just probably pretty bad and maybe the point spread shouldn't move a whole lot. So we've been in the in the range of Houston minus one or pick them basically the entire week. It's worth noting that just today, some small movement, a little bit of money coming in on the Colts. So now in a few places, the Colts are one-point favorites. There is not obviously a big difference between the Texans being favored by one and the Colts being favored by one. First of all, the game's not going to land one or a tie very often. Um, and also, like, does that really change how you want to bet the game? So this is basically being viewed as like a pick-the-winner kind of a game with, to be fair, a lot of uncertainty, two rookie quarterbacks, and we've only seen both of them play once. And one, and how about this, one sustained an injury that caused him to leave last week's game Richardson he says he's fine the other added to the injury report late this week but gonna play anyway Stroud I think just like a lot of mystery about this game in a very small point spread um, I, I wish that the mystery had been solved last week, and the mystery was, why isn't Anthony Richardson in if he's healthy for the final couple games of the game, right. plays of the game? And uh, what would have happened is we would have won our bet on Indianapolis back during that yep. game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. But what can you do? That was week one, and this is week two. And in week one, Ken, uh, Josh Allen, just an absolute nightmare performance for the Bills on the road at the Jets. You know, Aaron Rodgers gets hurt early in the game. You think it's a game that's absolutely like tailor-made for Buffalo to win, and Josh Allen just can't stop turning the football over. And you would think that hosting the Raiders, even though the Raiders won and looked impressive in week one on the road in Denver and Russell Wilson and the Broncos, you think that this would be a spot where betters might be interested in uh, laying it with Buffalo in a big way at a number over a touchdown. But what's happening here, Ken, with the line movement? Buffalo and Vegas in western New York. Yeah, there's always a couple games every week, maybe one game every week where the market will move in a, a way that's really surprising, at least to me, and maybe to a lot of other people, but we're all looking, I'll go, I don't really know why this is happening. And that makes it both kind of dangerous because if I don't know why it's happening, how can I bet into the market? And just interesting, man, like I, I wonder, I wonder what other people are thinking here. And I wonder what the rationale is behind moving the market in this direction. Uh, so I, the Bills were a nine-point favorite at open. I think a very popular term that people like to use, like a get-right game for the Bills, right? They play Monday Night spot. Football. Nick's kind of alluded to that. It's a good spot. Good a spot, right maybe, spot. to play on Buffalo. Now, to be fair, they played late Monday night, come home, play Sunday. So I guess there's like a small bit of rest disadvantage there. But typically, the Bills are viewed as one of the best teams in the league. They're rated like one of the best teams in the league. They play a lot of home games against average to subpar competition. And those lines can get really astronomical sometimes, 10, 13, 14 in some games. And that's not what's happening here. So they were a nine-point favorite at open. And all of the line movement of this game 
has actually been toward the Raiders, which I think is very interesting. I'm not even sure the Raiders give a, gave a great accounting of themselves in the, the win over Denver. It was kind of like two bad teams running into each other a lot. And at the end, it was like a really small, you know, kind of final margin. And I don't know if we all liked either team very much, but the Bills were a nine-point favorite. They are currently just a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. And a couple of the seven-and-a-halves have gotten bet to the degree that we could actually have a conversation in the next 90 minutes if there were to be more line movement would we actually see the Bills be just a seven-point favorite, which would be very significant, obviously, with the importance of seven as a key number in the NFL. So you're right, crazy line movement. This is one, like, look, almost every other thing on the board, Ken, why is this happening? There's a really easy logical explanation. There's an injury. There's an injury to one side, the other side. We're not sure if the quarterback's going to play. There's weather involved. There's usually some really predictable reasons why things are happening. This is really tough to put my finger on, to be honest. I kind of like the Bills in this game. I've liked teasing the Bills in this game just to win. I don't like the Raiders very much this season. I don't even really like them after what I saw in week one. And yet a lot of bettors uh, with impact in the market have chosen to bet the Raiders. So that's pretty interesting. Bills sitting about seven and a half right now. We'll talk about the Bengals and the Ravens in a second. But first, rank the following three spots. Number one. West Coast team going East Coast, playing at 1 oh, o'clock yeah. Eastern time. But that's Who the hasn't been there, time. right? We were in Vegas. We flew back home. I don't know how you slept <laughs> that first night. Like Jeez. Yeah. Uh, I just got a new bed, and it's awesome. So I'm sleeping okay yeah. these days. Uh, playing Monday night football and then playing Sunday, so not as much rest. Yeah. Or get right spot, which Buffalo has. Buffalo has two spots conflicting with each other. And then you have oh, the Raiders, yeah. West Coast going East. Which of these spots matters the most? I think in, uh, we need like the spot theorem, right? It's like A squared plus B squared, whatever. Uh, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Bills getting right <laughs> trumps agreed. everything. Cause like when you, cause when you're gonna get right, it doesn't matter what else is wrong. I think I just paraphrased Coach Prime from yesterday with what he said about the team. But yeah, something like that. All right, Bengals and the Ravens, AFC North and Cincinnati. Uh, Joe Burrow coming off an absolute dud last week against Cleveland, where honestly, like, didn't really look healthy, like fully healthy coming off the calf injury that cost him a lot of training camp and the preseason. But Cincinnati draws an injured Baltimore team here, Ken, down at starting left tackle Ronnie Stanley, center Tyler Linderbaum, best cover corner Marlon Humphrey, best cover safety Marcus Williams. Mark Andrews is going to play in this game for Baltimore. We'll see how effective he is. He missed week number one. And obviously, J.K. Doppins out for the year. Justice Hill and Gus Edwards filling in at the running back position. Ken, what do we have here with Cincy and the walking wounded Baltimore Ravens? Yeah, I mean, despite the scores from week one, you know, Ravens obviously... I don't know if they made it look easy. They kind of struggled for part of that game against Houston, but really like Houston didn't have a lot to offer in terms of resistance. So the Ravens win fairly easily and the Bengals play really one of the worst games. I mean, God, I feel like I'm saying that about every team. Three worst games in week one, two we've already talked about. Giants lose 40 to nothing. Seattle gets railroaded at home by the Rams and outgained by about a billion. And then what Cincinnati did against Cleveland, right? But despite those results, Cincinnati was always going to be favored in this game. They were viewed as better before the year. It was just going to be a question of by how much. Would it be two and a half, three, three and a half with Cincinnati playing at home? And we opened with, you know, like two and a half, three. And those threes got bet out to Cincinnati. And part of that was the, the injury report that Nick just gave you for Baltimore. So I think, look, if Baltimore was a little healthier, maybe we'd be having a conversation about Cincinnati two and a half or Cincinnati three, but you'd pay more for Baltimore. But look, like what guides line movement throughout the week in the NFL, what makes lines what they are, a lot of times it's who's playing and who's not playing. Baltimore doesn't have a lot of guys playing. So this isn't, don't mistake this, this isn't like everyone loves Cincinnati in a get right spot. This isn't that. This is their way healthier and Baltimore's missing like seven starters. And so Cincinnati is going to be favored by a little bit more. You can bet Cincinnati because you think they're going to play better. I think they're going to play better. But the market movement in this game has been about the health of Baltimore, uh, which is very negative this week. Let's close here, Ken, by moving from the AFC North to the NFC West. These two teams played for the conference championship a couple of years ago. Uh, 
this is not that, and the betting market is <laughs> not that. As, as the, as the, well, to be fair, the 1-0 Rams host the 1-0 yeah. uh, San Francisco 49ers. Um, kind of similar to the Bills Raiders a little bit, right? Not the same thing, but a little bit similar, right, this betting market. What can you tell us, Rams hosting San Francisco? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess, uh, you know, the Rams are coming off a really, really surprisingly good performance. Uh, they even, maybe they get Cooper Cup back here in about a month or some reporting that he may come back uh, week five. We'll, we'll see how that goes, but a little more optimistic. I think everyone is about the Rams season than they were a week ago. Certainly, I, I think I'm more optimistic about what it can be. And yeah, hosting San Francisco, obviously McVay and Shanahan have played each other a ton. People like to point out, you know, like Shanahan has McVay's number. Also, McVay beat him to go to the Super Bowl. So, like, you know, there's kind of like a lot of give and take here with who's done really well in this matchup. Um, but the the Niners th being thought of as one of the best teams in, in football and absolutely wrecking Pittsburgh in week one, they're going to be a big favorite in this game. Also, the Rams don't have a really big home field advantage. Remember when these teams played in the NFC Championship game, the Rams at home actually had to have a silent count in the game because of all the Niners fans that were going to be there. So Niners are going to be a big favorite. They opened seven. Got bet up to about seven and a half, then really just some buyback. And we're kind of back between seven and seven and a half. So, you know, hey, if you believe in the Rams, you think Stafford's kind of back. McVay is great. You like what you saw from them against Seattle in week one. You are getting another opportunity to play them in a situation where the betting market hates them. Um, just to kind of an interesting way to view that game. The actives and inactives are starting to come in. Well, we'll tell you right now, we'll give you one. C.J. Stroud is active and will start for the Texans against the Indianapolis Colts. But so much more is starting to hit the wire. On the other side, the betting and fantasy impact of all the actives and inactives and a couple more games with it moves. To wrap up our number one countdown to kickoff week two, NFL Sunday. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.